You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. It's the after laugh, after laugh. Welcome to the after laugh, after laugh, after laugh. <laughs> after laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead, pull up a chair. Hey, guys, welcome to the after laugh. Let's talk about. This has been a crazy <laughs> a week. Warm up. Let's talk about. Um, Let's talk about what's going on this week. This is, uh, well, first of all, I just want to say I just got back from the Las Vegas Laugh Factory where I, I headlined there. And uh, it's a weird time to be headlining comedy shows, obviously, because it's 25% capacity. So a room that is usually 200 is 50 people and they have to be 25 feet away. So when I'm on stage, there is a tape outline that I can't move outside of mm. that's about four feet by four feet. It really bums me out because I feel like laughter is contagious, and yeah. the closer people are together, the more contagious it is. Yes. It's just hard. And you can't see, because the audience in the front has to be 25 feet away. Yeah. And um, so you can't really see them. Mm-mm. So only, only crowd work I could do would, and, and I'd ask people questions, they'd raise their hand. I couldn't see shit. Yeah. I had this like Gestapo find a Jew light in my face. I couldn't say anything, but mm-hmm. you could only see people from the on the right or the left. But and I remember one time I did this one silly joke because the crowd was kind of tight, and they weren't laughing the way I'm used to. <laughs> so I did a joke. I was like, um, "Well, I don't know. What do you What do you guys want to talk about? What do you want to talk about, sir?" And you, whatever he said, I go, "I go masturbation. You got it." <laughs> I go, um, "I go, but it's a weird time. Can we talk about masturbation?" Got, I need everyone's verbal consent. Can we talk about masturbation? And they're like, yeah, cool. I'm like, great. And then I unzip my pants. I'm like, can I masturbate in front of you guys? I need everyone's verbal consent so I can masturbate in front of you guys. And that's usually just a little like weird way to open up a tight crowd. And they're like, and then the joke, the, the only joke was that I go, oh, by the way, the fr- you're, you guys are in the splash zone. Bring out the yellow ponchos or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but there's, <laughs> so I was like, I unzip my pants. The only thing that pays off that joke is go, oh, you're in the splash zone, by the way. But, there's no one there. And then There's nobody the there. <laughs> so it's just like a weird fucking Yikes. moment. My zipper's done. Yeah. Um, and now I will be zipping it back up. <laughs> and going on to talk about relationships are weird. Um, <laughs> anyway, but it was, it, it was definitely, it's cool to be back on stage and not doing Zoom comedy shows. Because yeah. like I said, Zoom comedy shows, it's like sex with a condom. It's like, you'll do it. Doesn't feel the same. Doesn't feel the same. Nobody usually comes. But hey, you don't get a disease. So, yeah. um, but it's like that. You, <laughs> you, you kind of, it's nice to be in a room of people who are there and there's a lot going on because A, particularly right now, politically, which we're going to get to, there's a lot of fear in the audience. There's fear of the disease, number mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Because you're in an enclosed space with people and you can actually get COVID. Yeah. Being in a room. You are taking a risk. You are taking a calculated risk going out. And on top of it now with everything politically and socially, there's a risk that you're going to be triggered. So there's a lot of stuff that you're balancing on. Like I, I feel like, so I would spend a lot of my time trying to convince people, look, if, you, if you're risking your life to hear some dick jokes, then you're ballsy enough to take, a, to take some, if you get triggered, like, that's good. We want to be triggered. That's why you came out that's here why in you the middle came of the pandemic. To, otherwise, you'd be home, you'd be listening to NPR, and your noise-canceling headphones, petting your gender-neutral cat. You actually want to be triggered, so just fucking <laughs> don't get offended and relax. Yeah. And that usually would help. I think only I think two people did actually ask for a refund because they fucking 
were mad at me. Really? You see what this guy's fucking saying? Well, I mean, you did unzip your pants. <laughs> that was this one show. I was like, and I was like, oh fuck, this joke doesn't work. Anyway, yeah. um, so uh, speak of yeah, so I did this. So I'm I'm in Vegas right after the Capitol um, building Oof, riots, yeesh. and obviously the owner of the club was like, hey, don't talk about politics. Which for me is like my brain goes, let's talk about politics. Yeah, you got to talk about something. You got to dress. It's the pink elephant in the room. No pun intended. I mean, with that one in particular, like, my mom called me. Really? Yeah. And my roommate's mom called him within, like, an hour. So why'd your mom call you? Just to see what you thought about it? Just to be like, do you see what the fuck's going on? Yeah. Like, almost, and rightfully so. Yeah. She she just called me because it distressed her to such a point yeah. that she wanted to make sure her family was okay. That's so interesting. Now, you know, I, I want some maternal shit. Because when I first saw it, and and as more and more videos have been unearthed and more and more facts have come out about what's happened, when I first saw it, I was like, okay, maybe like fifty, hundred people broke in and they did dumb shit. They sat at a desk, they took a lectern, and they were just a bunch of fucking idiots. And I didn't really. It's not like I didn't take, think it was serious, but I didn't think it was really that far out of the purview. Of some of the things that have happened this summer, you know, like police precincts have been taken over, federal buildings had been breaking into, it wasn't com- completely, completely unprecedented. But the more I look into it, the more scary it, it is. Uh, the more, I mean, in the beginning of it all, I had no idea what was really happening. And I think I made some like good faith assumptions that are like, maybe it's not as bad as it looks. And yeah. then the more you look into it, it's way, way worse. Yeah, I don't know if I've gone down the rabbit hole as much as you have with this Truly, stuff. Truly, it seems like we were a couple minutes away from having Congress people like zip-tied and held hostage yeah, so by we, a mob of armed rioters. So, and or again, terrorists. I haven't, I haven't, yeah, I haven't really looked too deeply into it. And I, again, I'll listen to David Pakman, sure. and I'll listen to Ben Shapiro a little bit, and just see like, okay, what what are what the, does Ben Shapiro have to say about all this? Oh well, here, here's a, here's the a thing. the Republican squirm machine. No, has no, no, never no. been more engaged let me, than it is but now. I, I will and say they this, can't get out of this one. But I'll say, fucked. I'll say this about people like Ben Shapiro, and I will throw my dad in this mix. There is a large contingency of Republicans who, at their core, are just nerds who follow the rules. And don't like things to be illegal. So Ben mm-hmm. Shapiro roundly, roundly, roundly condemned it. There was no, sure. he gave no concession. He didn't do the whataboutism like, this is the same thing as Black Lives Matter. I mean, he did acknowledge, he did acknowledge which I'm curious about your take about. It. He did say that, and I'm not completely opposed. If it weren't for what happened this summer, uh-huh. this might not have happened. Oh, boo. boo. It might not have. It did give in a little terms bit of, of like what it did hap- give people like less fear about like, well, we can do it if it's been done from well, their point of view. Let's be fully clear. Storming the US Capitol with Confederate flags, bombs, and guns. <laughs> Wait, that bombs? They have found three IEDs in the Capitol when they swept the in building. In the Capitol? What, yes. Where, in bags? In like the offices of Holy Congress shit. people. So they yeah. thought that the Congress was going to sit down on a whoopee cushion and just burn. Who knows? Yeah. Um, now, how many, uh, here's another thing. Cause, so a, fr- a friend of the pod, a friend of mine, Chrissy Mayer, mm-hmm. who is, she's very like right wing. I mean, I love her. She's very right wing conspiracy though a little bit. She was there. 
and I want to talk to her oh about it. Oh my God. She did not go, but here's the she thing. She was at it? She was at it. Because <laughs> I said, Chrissy, like, I want to hear your point of view. But she went there because she's done a lot of these marches. She's Her feeling was that a lot of people, most everyone went there just to do like a march and a protest. And like, sure. yeah, wave and their there's little, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong. So, Under the Constitution? In that big group of people, the contingency that actually was prepped and ready and willing to break into the capital was actually a small, a much smaller group than the size. Because I think people have this monolithic belief that, the, that all the Republicans who were there at the march were all there to break into the Capitol. I don't think that. Yeah. But it is also fascinating to see how Republicans suddenly understand nuance and <laughs> oh it was mostly peaceful suddenly mostly the term peaceful. mostly peaceful makes complete sense to these people yes of course but uh, but that works both ways as well right sure it works both ways the Republicans are gonna say hey you guys we're okay with this I mean oh the way they like oh it was Antifa <laughs> yeah fucking right dude I know but at the same time again if you look at the corollary there was a lot of times during the pro- the BLM protests mm-hmm. or the Antifa protests where the liberal press was saying these were Republican agitators pretending to be Antifa. But can I say? Yeah. They, a lot of the people pictured, like the guy with the fucking, I mean, the most famous With picture, the Fred Flintstone hat? The fucking- The Conan the Barbarian hat? The Conan the Barbarian hat with the horns and the fur. Yeah. Everyone was like, this, this guy is an Antifa agitator. Look, here's a picture of him at a BLM march. And it is him at a BLM march. Disguised as Antifa? With a QAnon sign. Ah. Which is proof that Trump supporters were at all the BLM marches causing havoc. And they were also at the Capitol. Yes. So... Well, that's a proof that he was there for sure. And it was a couple of them. So I think that... Now, I don't know in terms of how it all started. Because apparently this was orchestrated... There, there, there was the Republicans who were just the nerds who were there like, hey, we're going to fucking be tea partiers and go, eh, sure. no taxes. And then there was the QAnon group that was in that that actually sort of orchestrated it and set it up. But let's be clear. This was not like Republicans being, no taxes. This is Republicans saying this election was stolen. Yes. Every single person at this Rally believe was the election there was to overturn the results of the Democratic election. That was the whole point of it, right? That was the whole point of the thing. Was there a name for it? Uh, <laughs> take take back the voters. I heard shit. I heard a rally against democracy, but I think that was a Democrat <laughs> who who coined that. It it really was. And then did you see the video? Trump literally says, first of all, he has all these people riling him up, saying things like, "Let's have trial by combat." That's what? what? That's what Rudy Giuliani screamed into the microphone. Let's <laughs> oh, have did? trial by combat. Oh my god! Then Trump says they've stolen. They've stolen it from us. This election was a sham. They democracy is over essentially, and now we're going to march down the street, down Pennsylvania Avenue to the Capitol building, and we're going to essentially convince the Republicans who are too spineless to. Vote on our behalf. to convince, particularly to convince Mike Pence, right? Right. Didn't Mike Pence had an option to do... He didn't. He didn't. He but Trump he believed that he did. Yeah. And so did all the people at this rally. Yeah. It, Trump called Mike Pence a traitor. I know, it's fucking crazy. Yeah, people were saying that he should be hanged and all this fucking shit for treason. Hang Mike treason. Pence. They were chanting, hang Mike Pence. <laughs> and they, they marched down and... 
So where me, were the police? Okay, well here, here, here I have a, I have a couple thoughts about that. Okay. I'm getting conspiratorial. Yes, in terms of that. So and there and look, that's one of those things. I, I looked into it. I was listening to different podcasts, Republican, Democrat, and see what what the theory is. Nobody knows. Some people believe that. Well, one of the things I heard is they asked for National Guard to come in. Yeah, and the White House said no, and they said no because that was sort of again. The theory is well, that was a precedent. Gulag. That, was, that was a precedent that was set during BLM. Which, yeah. When you asked National Guard to come in, it seemed like no, we don't want to escalate. Right. That happened in Washington. They had the National Guard when there was a BLM protest at the Capitol. But there, there are a lot- pictures of. Yes, but there were times when they asked for National Guard and and the state governor was like, we're not going to bring, we don't want the fucking National Guard. It's going to make matters worse. That was happening a lot over the summer. Sure. So they refused it. So I had heard, and again, I'm talking my fucking ass here. I had heard that after that BLM protests in DC, they kind of reversed their course on how to approach these these protests and riots and the National Guard only exacerbated everything. So that it was actually a precedent set that they wouldn't bring in the National Guard for this. I'm suspicious of that, but... Yeah. But they also... One of the things that on Twitter... I mean, Twitter was hilarious this weekend. Sure. But they were like, oh, you arrest all the Antifa people, all the BLM protesters, you don't arrest any of these people. And part of the reason these... these and I think this is true. They were not getting arrested. There weren't enough cops there. I agree. You, you can't arrest a, someone if you are in danger of your fucking life. I think the take that we should have just these like 10 cops should have just opened gunfire into the mob is so super brain dead. Yeah. That makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. Or that like they could have done something other than they did. If anything, they did an amazing job. Only five people died. Yeah. And how many people of those people that died were shot? One, one, one lady the woman who was trying to climb it through the window. And, and that the- seems like, look, I, I will say this. I don't know what her deal is. I guess obviously she's a she's a QAnon pro Trumper. I don't know if she was a vet or whatever her deal is. It, it, it is a tragedy that someone got shot like that. Like it's, it's not something that should be mocked and ridiculed all mm-hmm. over Twitter. You know, sure. And I don't want to make a, a whataboutism, make a corollary, but like if that if it was a BLM protest and they were breaking into a police precinct or a federal building, and it had been a black woman had been shot, it would have been an app. No person would have been laughing about it obviously on twitter right so i just don't like the fact that people were like mocking this poor dead woman for getting well, shot sure i don't think a lot of people were mocking someone for being killed necessarily they there is one video that was i don't want to say funny but this this person was climbing the wall and they fell and they get almost to the top and they fall like Maybe I saw that. 25 Did they feet? die? I don't know. I think they might have. Oh my God. When I watched the video and I laughed, I didn't think they died. But apparently <laughs> someone died climbing the wall and I was like, maybe that was that woman that oh I saw. Oh, boy. I don't know if it was a woman. It might have been. They were all, you know, bundled up in clothes. I couldn't really tell. <laughs> oh, my God. So don't mean to assume it was a woman that would fall off the wall <laughs> to her death. But uh, on the, I feel like a lot of people on the right would make comments about the people who were killed uh, as part of BLM yeah. in the summer. It, it definitely goes both ways. But I would say I'm not especially sympathetic oh, if for sure. you are climbing through a broken window 
and there is literally the vice president and Within a eyesight, bunch of yeah. VIPs yes. in the Capitol building yes. and a cop chooses to shoot you, that's a million percent on you. I agree. You know? I agree. I just wish it was a guy for some Everyone reason. Everyone there is lucky they didn't get fucking shot yeah. and they all could have been shot and I wouldn't have felt that bad. And I will say this. I do think that when that woman was shot, calm that crowd down you know what i mean because if she wasn't shot i think they would have breached it i mean there's got to be consequences i think they all should go to fucking jail well apparently they are apparently like they're they're doing facial recognition they're mm-hmm. on the do not fly list as they should dude this is i mean in terms of like attacks on u.s soil i can't think of anything more serious than yeah. this I'd Outside say, of 9-11, yeah, this in is probably, almost the whole history of the country of course. beyond the Civil War next, or Pearl Harbor. Next to 9-11, this is definitely the worst thing in modern history to happen in America. And it's definitely, you can't make a, you can't do moral equivalence with, with, with BLM. Not even close. Not even They're close. lighting fires and marching through the Capitol, dropping bombs and wielding weapons and they have yeah. zip ties to be used as handcuffs on elected officials they have confederate flags they have nazi memorabilia yeah it's horrifying it's horrifying it the, is the only good thing about it is that the optics of this are, are so, so bad horrifically bad especially the video of trump telling them to go <laughs> trump <laughs> being like <laughs> It's his idea. Yeah, and I love that he goes, let's go down there. I'll be right by your side. And he goes and gets in a bulletproof car and goes in the opposite direction. Of course, because he's a fucking con artist. <laughs> and I heard that based on a lot of these, um, like, organizing, uh, what, what, what am I trying to say? These people all organized this march and rally on places like Parler and Reddit, maybe probably. Facebook groups. 4chan, who knows? And apparently... The idea was once they got into the Capitol, they thought Trump was going to be there with us, uh, like to give them more directions. And of course, <laughs> oh, they wasn't. really did. Yeah, they like got inside the Capitol and then they didn't know what the fuck to do. <laughs> they started smashing. They thought shit. someone was going to be there with a the plan. There was no one there with a the plan because Q does not exist. Yeah, there is no mastermind. It's yes. just a clusterfuck of bullshit. Yes. Ugh. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I love the fact that the guy with the um. Conan the Barbarian outfit, who is, I mean, by the way, I, I don't know what's going to happen with that guy. I don't know what's going to happen with his his lawsuit and his court trial. There's a couple of funny things. Number one is, did you hear that he is on? He can't eat or sleep because the food isn't organic. Hilarious. Which brought up another weird point, which is, um, it's like Republican vegans. You know, I know several Republican ve- beyond that Trump supporting vegans. Which always struck me as a very weird oxymoron. It's like a, it, 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 it's like a fucking like white Black Panther. It's like a realistic dating profile <laughs> picture. Sure, it, it's it's an odd fucking thing. But there's actually a lot of them that that exist. So it's funny. This guy's a shaman, which you'd think would be the most. Well, he calls himself a shaman, the most liberal thing you could be. But he's a shaman who <laughs> is part of the QAnon thing. It's a very fucking bizarre. The QAnon thing is. Very strange. One of the most strange cult-like brainwashing epidemics that yes. has faced us in the age of the internet. Now, the QAnon thing, I, I, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be some great documentaries about it coming out, how it got so much traction, but that, and I don't watch Fox News, Fox News, but was Fox News, did they go and 
on the QAnon thing? Was there anyone Fox no. News talking about? Yeah. Although, but here's the thing that they do, and this is very tricky, because this is what the fucking right wing media always does. They never officially corroborate any of the QAnon stories, but they dog whistle, they dog whistle, they dog whistle. Yeah. They'll say things like, some people are saying that yeah. the Democrats are all pedophiles. <laughs> that just seems crazy. I guess it's one of the many things that could be true. Yes. Hard to say. We don't have proof, but a lot of people are saying this. Yeah, a lot and of then, people. And then tr they'll be like, Trump, do you disavow QAnon? And Trump will say, well, there's a lot of good people in QAnon. They all really like me. That's the one thing I know about them is they're supporting me and they don't like pedophiles. So it doesn't sound like that bad of an ideology to me. That's all I'm saying. That's all I know about them. All I know is they don't like pedophiles. I don't like them either. <laughs> and then it's like, here we are. The Capitol's on fire. So how did the QAnon get so much traction so quickly, though? Because I imagine that there are people, again, if you look at any cult and any movement that got started, like Jonestown's a perfect example, right? Where they all drank the Kool-Aid to kill themselves. Like, a lot of the people who are coming out with Joan, who were part of it, and they come out now, they're like, "Look, you got to keep in mind, a lot of these people were good people. Mm -hmm. they, they, sure. they they joined it because they really believed in something, and they got like ensconced in this I ideology that, at its base, had something they really truly believed in that had some good moral principles. And there's a point where it's there's a point of no return you get to. I mean, it all starts with the media polarization. Yeah. And it all starts with Fox News and it all starts with Donald Trump and it all starts with the hatred for Barack Obama to me. Mm, yeah. It starts with Barack Obama gets elected by a huge fucking margin and right-wing media absolutely loses their goddamn mind for eight years. Yeah. And they demonize Democrats to the point where Hillary Clinton... The, in the 2016, the, uh, the 2016 election, the level of conspiracy theories about Hillary Clinton were completely absurd. Like, yes. she was, like, eating fetuses, and she was <laughs> injecting adrenochrome into her fucking body. Yeah. And then what happens is Trump wins, and now the level of media toxicity is at an all-time high. Yeah. In terms of, like, people hate the establishment. They think Trump is a good guy who has their interests at heart. They think he's the only guy, he's the only president who's, he, he's foregoing his salary. Yes. He, he I is hate not, that when it's brought up. He's not so I know. He's, behold, he's not beholden to lobbyists. He's for us. He's he really, for us. He believes yeah. in us. And they're only watching right-wing media, so they don't really hear that Trump is a huge fucking fraud. Yes. Then the Jeffrey Epstein thing happens. Yes. And that is the critical event, I Interesting. feel like. Jeffrey Epstein happens, then he gets killed in prison, and mm -hmm. we get no answers and no resolution on the whole thing. Yeah. Bill Clinton is in the Jeffrey Epstein logs. That yes. is a thing that happened. Trump is also pictured with Epstein on multiple occasions. They yeah. never fucking see that. Yeah. Um, and... I think as white suburban moms find out and read up on Jeffrey Epstein, it just broke everyone's brain. Yeah. Because they're like, oh my God, there are these horrifying pedophile stories out there, which are real. Yeah. So it's built on this real fury mm -hmm. and it's combined with the right wing media demon demonization of people on the left. Yeah. And it becomes the entire Democratic Party or is kidnapping everyone and raping children yeah. as their main prerogative. Yeah. Everything else they say is just a f front for doing that. Yeah. And then 
once people are that far in and that angry, everything that they read is the cold hard truth. Yeah. They're in Facebook rabbit holes. The pandemic happens. They're sitting inside reading Facebook. And I, th- I don't think it's... Fa- I think it's more like the more fringe social media. I think it's more like Republican Twitter and Parler and 4chan well, and Reddit. Parler's only like a couple months old. This QAnon stuff started on Facebook. It started on Facebook or it was a YouTube? Both. Because I know that people send me And YouTube. I mean, if it really started on 4chan. Yeah. 4chan is where all of this started. But no one from the mainstream is on 4chan. Yeah. No one over 30 is on 4chan. It was interesting about QAnon is QAnon was also, the basis of QAnon was anonymous. Yeah. The anonymous videos, which people saw mm. and which were legitimate about these people who were, and then I felt like anonymous, I don't know who runs anonymous, but those anonymous videos would come out and they had this sort of non-partisan appeal where they were like we are taking down just corruption i remember that i used to think those were cool those i the guy with the fucking mask from vs for vengeance and shit and the thing about those uh the guy fox mask or whatever it is yeah the thing about those videos is they did not come from a central source they yeah. could have all just been released by different people we have no way of knowing but it was the same youtube account anonymous so someone had to have access to that account I mean, most of them, there was like was the official, there, there was one official anonymous thing Sure. that was just called anonymous on YouTube. I never so, saw the videos from a specific account. I just saw them be shared. Okay. Yeah. So I think that, yeah, anonymous always struck me as, okay, there are people who really are looking to help other people. I thought they were good things. And a lot of things that they talked about with anonymous were actually, they were taking down shitty people. In the I beginning. used to think it was good because- I also have massive problems with the government. I have massive problems with the surveillance state. Yeah. The Edward Snowden thing so happened. Edward that was bas- fucking bullshit. Yeah, so Edward Snowden's basically like the basis of all this shit at the end of the day. It's a progenitor That's of it definitely all. part of it. Yeah. Obama, uh, wait, Edward Snowden happened under the end of Bush or the beginning of Obama? I think it was the beginning of, of when the NSA got revealed as surveilling people. That was during Obama's years. I don't remember. I always thought that was some bullshit and that he should have been pardoned. Yeah, of course. But, but that's a left-wing take. Yeah. I think, because most Republican rule people are so pro-war and so anti-terrorist, whatever, that they were like, no, it's good, they're just spying on everything. Then the Julian Assange WikiLeaks yes. thing happened. Yes, around the same time. Oh, God. I never know. And again, Julian, again, there's also this thing like Julian Assange, like at one point he was a hero. And then he was a villain, and then he was a hero again. And like at one point, the right wing celebrated him, and then they didn't, and then the left wing didn't. And they I didn't. remember being very so angry at Hillary Clinton for all the bullshit that yeah. when all those email dumps got dropped and it kind of exposed that she was like a crook, I was like, yeah, she is a crook. This is horse shit. Yeah. She fucking sucks. We could have had an honest man. Yeah. Speaking of which, I'm really excited for Biden's first term. Why? Because Bernie's going to run it? Yeah. <laughs> The stuff coming out of the Biden camp right now, uh-huh. I I think that this capital invasion is going to be a net good. Yeah, I think so. I it's think possible. it has really woken up the centrist, like flank. What am I saying? Flank the centrist part uh-huh. of the Democrat Party realized that shit is fucking dire. Yes, they're like, oh man. And the other thing that I kind of liked about it. And there's not something much to like about it at all. Yeah. But it really shows how if the working class of this country united behind something that had any amount of like 
fact or truth to it, yeah, they are very, very powerful. Yeah. We've always known that. Sure. Except that, unfortunately, this faction of uh, the... And you know what? I'm not, I'm not even going to say working class because most of the people in the rally had money to fucking fly out there. Yeah, I'm There was a lot that. of like CEOs and elected representatives from a lot of states. So I'm not going to call this a lot of, Trump and rally. And a lot of vets too. A lot of vets. A lot of fucking brainwashed people. I'm going to say 50% working class yeah 50 it's hard to know what the breakdown is fucking rich assholes but but anyways biden has come out and said enough austerity politics we are in dire need of real economic change and i think because biden is not someone who has ideas no biden is inheriting a dire emergency yes and he doesn't have any ideas but you know who has a lot of fucking ideas? <laughs> Bernie Sanders. And the squad. And he's in charge of one of the most powerful committees, uh, the budget committee. Yeah. And he didn't give up his Senate seat, but Biden offered him like a really big cabinet position if he wanted it. So he's he's going to be listening to Bernard Sanders. And I know. I'm hoping so, at least. And I think I think a lot of good stuff could happen. A lot of really good stuff could happen. There's, there's also... Uh, some stuff that could be tricky and can uh, like fulminate these groups even more. One thing, for example, is in trying to resurrect a lot of these businesses. Biden was like, you know, we got to get Main Street. We got to get Main Street back. We got to help these small businesses mm-hmm. recover, which is great. Yes. And then he says we have to make sure that we focus on black and minority businesses, Native American businesses, which is also great. At the same time, if you are a small business owner and you're white and you're bankrupt and your family is having a tough time getting food on their plate to hear that sure. i'm not one of these people but to hear that for them i imagine might be kind of like wow i'm being betrayed by the government that what I, does that look like in terms of policy though like well is just he like, just gonna sign a bill that says only black people get money well i'll tell you this my, my brother he he uh is head of an urgent care mm-hmm. right he sees 50 covid patients a fucking day sure for the life of him he could not get a vaccine he had well, to, that's he, Trump. But also because in California, the the basis for who gets vaccine starts with the quote-unquote frontline workers predicated on the belief that most frontline workers are minorities and you have to help them first. You have to help the disenfranchised group. I don't think group. that's written into the policy, though. If he's a nurse working with COVID patients, then he absolutely is a frontline worker. Yeah, but, the, but that's true. But the way it breaks down demographically is those frontline workers are more disproportionately more minority than white. So sure. that is an but express that, intent to help not, them. If he's a frontline worker, then he should get the vaccine. But he as an urgent, as, as a head of urgent care treating patients, he, they weren't going to give it to him. He had to like petition people. And cause California was like, you're a white male and what? you're not, I I'm telling you, dude, that's I'm, true dude, I'm telling all. you, I mean, they didn't say, hey, you're a white male, but based on How the fact is that, that written into the policy that his race has anything to do with it, if he's it's written into in the they, they are they are trying to help, like limp it this way. California has fucked this vaccine response vaccine. The has whole been, country has because there's not enough funding. That's I my know. Understanding but of here, it. here's also in, in, in Florida, for example, I know Rick DeSantos is like public enemy number one for a mm-hmm. lot of us. But like in Florida, they're just like, if you are this, we are going for old if you're old if you're above 65 right you're the older you are the get it and then we go down from there period smart it has nothing to do with anything else other than like 
age and pre-existing. So I think the frontline workers thing also makes sense, but both does, of those does, are good starting It does make points. a lot of sense. But also, let's be honest, if you're like a 22-year-old fit black man and a frontline worker, you don't need it in the same way. I mean, look, I had COVID and it was like, meh. But if you're a healthy young man and you're black and you're a frontline worker, you, my brother's in his 50s. My brother... Right. sees 50 COVID patients a day. I think you could make a point that if you're a frontline worker, the frontline workers should be given the vaccine in order of highest age to lowest. That makes a lot of sense to yes. me. But I also feel like if you are an old person who has been staying home the whole time, you are maybe at a slightly lower risk than yes. someone who has been working in the field for this whole year yeah i agree putting no, themselves I, at risk like, I agree. for no I, extra pay i, I agree I, I think that if they had just said we're going to take care of the front line, line workers that's great but that because they wanted to throw like an olive branch to the people who were so upset with trump and so upset with everything that had with blm they were like because they expressly said because they are more proportionally minority so we want to help them first that was expressly stated now was that put into the law no, or the rules or whatever it was no, but it was they right. did state that. So as the a policy. policy for frontline workers has nothing to do with but race but in the actual writing of the law. I, I haven't read it, but I'm just assuming because that would be crazy if they wrote it in like that. But my parents are old as fuck, and they can't get the. I mean, it's hard for them to get the vaccine. Right, they're not frontline workers. Jamie Masada, the owner of Laugh Factory, he's old. He can't get the vaccine. I agree that that is uh, the rollout of the vaccine has not been good so far. Did you hear they're going to open up Dodger Stadium though? Oh, they are? They're going to turn Dodger Stadium. It has been like all tests. They're going to turn it into vaccine applications. To They're going to vaccine something like 10,000 people a day, maybe higher. Oh, wow. At Dodger Stadium. So like, yeah. there's news around the way. We only just got the vaccine. I yeah. agree that the rollout has been super bad. And, they, and apparently there's a lot has been because you have to refrigerate a certain temperature. And yeah. then people, they've been throwing a lot of it away. Because, there's no precedent. It's all tough. Because people go, like, I want the vaccine. And they're like, well, you're not here and the you don't meet the qualifications so then these vaccines would That's go to stupid. pot the yeah. the stories about bureaucracy and people mm -hmm. not getting it because they don't fit a certain criteria or rule is well, all yeah. bullshit well like what cuomo said and by the way cuomo like cuomo's an idiot he's a fucking idiot yeah. i don't know how he celebrate he won a fucking emmy fuck that guy but he said Horrible. if you if you try to skip the line uh, you're gonna be charged a million dollars and go to jail and you know i fuck mean him. um so it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. But I, I, I also think people are dumb. I saw someone on Twitter, someone was getting the second dose of the vaccine. Uh -huh. You understand how the vaccine works. You have to get two doses. Is that both is that Moderna and Pfizer, both in the same way? Both of them the same way. Uh -huh. You have to get two hits of it for it to work at all, right? Yeah. And I saw someone on Twitter being like, unbelievable that this person is getting two doses of the vaccine <laughs> before most people can even get one. Yeah. Like, rich people are getting two vaccines. And it's like, dude, that's one vaccine. Yeah. You realize that's just how it works. And they're also discovering that the amount of the vaccine that they're giving people is more than they actually need to beat it. Interesting. Which is another thing that is like coming out. That's beyond me in terms of, I don't know that much about the vaccine. Yeah. I'm not going to get the vaccine. Right. I mean, because you already got it. I, I, and everyone, though, I mean, I was in Vegas, whole time I was in Vegas. I was like, oh, I already had COVID. They're like, well, you know, I you mean, can get it again. I'm like, I just had it. They're like, nah, doesn't matter. You could maybe like get it someday, but I wouldn't be like clamoring yeah, to get I to the front of the line. And I definitely wouldn't, I wouldn't be one of those persons who's going to be a squeaky wheel and try to get it because I understand that I, I'm low on the list. No, I know I'm fucking low on the list. Yeah, tell me you're not, I mean, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see I'm what happens. I'm not that worried about it, but I'm also like, damn, there's so many stories, like everybody's getting it. And you know what else I is really happening? I don't want it. 
here's also what's happening. A lot of people, and this is something I've heard about from people who are working hospitals, that if you if you present the right documentation that says you are a healthcare worker, a provider, um, they'll just look at it and then give you the vaccine. Good. These, but but people are forging them because they're really gives a fuck. They're really easy to forge. I think if you're forging documents to get the vaccine, just give it to them. I kind of feel get the, the vaccine right. up. I don't yeah. give a fuck. Yeah, get it out. What, find him a million dollars. Fuck you, Andrew Cuomo. Yeah, I know that's ridiculous. I don't know. <laughs> so, what do you think is going to be? The, so, the upshot. Oh, the one thing. Other thing I want to address about. Oh, you oh. know, one of Biden's cabinet picks, which again, it's like we're in a position now. Not all great, but they're fine. We're in a position now where we really. It's obviously important to show an olive branch to the normal Republican people who let's say they're they are maybe faith-based and decent people and they're trying to make a living they're not queuing on crazy the pe- people more like my dad mm-hmm. um and then you're like we need unity i get that that's a good message and then you hire a black supremacist in your cabinet it's an issue who to wow. what to the uh i think it was like part of the part of the budget team this woman she was uh who is a black supremacist I don't know her name. I'm telling you though, I'm not just this is not just me this talking about it. It feels unfounded. In this it was world basically of like, misinformation, it was basically like, I heard nothing. It's basically like Nick Cannon is on the is on the fucking cabinet now. Oh yeah, yeah. No, like literally I read a paper that she I, I listened to a paper that she she wrote when she was at Harvard and it was basically like, look, black people are better because of melanin. They have more soul, they have more spiritual connection, they have they more have this, more they- soul? Who gives a shit if she said that? They do have more soul. <laughs> <laughs> have you heard music from the last 50 they years? They have more spiritual connection. Be- more spiritual connection? Who cares? But I guess I'm saying if you... That doesn't if, make her a black supremacist. L- she, read what she Black wrote. people have more spiritual connection. Said black, black because of melanin, because of certain parts of the brain that have different melanin. And they said that, black, that because white people have it, they're inferior because they don't have the same amount. It's what Nick Cannon said. It's literally almost verbatim what Nick Cannon said on okay. that podcast. So it's not great. It's not great. But I'm just saying like... That's I don't, a little bit like you don't have to hire her. There are people, they're great, qualified. Okay, well, I'll agree with you. Oh, God, God thank God. I'll agree. Maybe maybe not a great pick. I don't know anything about her, yes. but this is the one piece of right-wing media. This oh, they're the, going to latch onto like a dog with a bone. This campaign against her. But I know. You guys also remember, a lot of these right-wing attacks are so fucking full of shit. Like, do you remember what they said about Warnock, the Georgia senator? Yeah. They were like, his church invited, um, God, there was some- Jeremiah Wright. Jeremiah Wright. Or Louis Farrakhan, maybe. Louis Farrakhan preached at the same yeah. church. So he was invited as a yeah. speaker. And it's like, they have literally nothing to do with each other. This guy was like a youth pastor at the same church. He had nothing know, to do with the decision. No, I, I looked at- the But yeah. if you asked someone in Georgia who was like in the Trump machine, they'd be like- He's a black supremacist. Of course, They'd probably say the same thing about him. Yeah, but and it's funny because I, I looked into the the Warnock stuff because I'd I'd heard that, mm-hmm. and so I looked into it and I looked away. Said, and actually, what he said was very measured and very smart. And he was talking about the Nation of Islam. I like him. And he said, he said, look, he goes Nation of Islam. He didn't say I agree with, it, but he said it was important for it was an important thing to happen for the black community and for black theology to get this out there. It's a very complicated thing. And he wasn't saying that I agree with it, but he was also saying like, let's just not throw it away as an irrelevant evil religion. It was, it helped develop black theology and black independence in a way that was important to move forward. 
So he said it in a very smart, and, and, and when I first heard that, oh, and I, I was like, no, you're kind of twisting what he's saying a little bit because he's not just completely shitting on Nation of Islam. He's just kind of saying that like- Nation of Islam stuff is really bad when you look at the quotes out of context, but when viewed in the context of the civil rights movement, it, a lot of it makes a lot of sense. I get it. I could, look, if I, was a, if I was a young black man growing up in the ghetto in the 60s in Harlem, whatever it is, I, I would probably believe that too. You know, and um, because let's be clear, how many Islam, how many active Nation of Islam people are still around in 2020? I mean, it's kind of like there's just new evolutions of a lot of yes. old stuff, right? And there's a lot of religions that they kind of get mollified over the years. And even of, Malcolm X, in the end of his career, yes. he had a uh, was an enlightenment. Yeah, he was like, maybe we all can get along, and I'd like to think so. Yeah, I think so too, and I think that. Um, a lot of people, you know, AOC have you know defending Louis Farrakhan and pictures of Louis Farrakhan. I mean, you can say the equivalent is like, well, then have it's like take a picture of David Duke, and it, it it's it's not, not it's not really it's yeah. really not it's really not. But keep in mind, Nation of Islam does believe that white people are the devil. <laughs> I mean, without, without exception, that is the belief based on the belief. That, sure. That humans were bleached on an island until they came up with the ultimate evil, which is the white devil. I mean, that is the base. But at the same time, like, look how crazy Catholicism is in some of their beliefs. Look at a lot of these crazy Amen, fucking religions. Son. And so hopefully it gets more. And I and I know that Mitt a lot, Romney is a fucking Mormon. I know. You know what I mean? And they you believe think he's going to get his own planet. And they believe you get your own planet. And you fuck a thirteen year old, you get to go to heaven. Yeah, dude. So it's like all these religious nut jobs. Love to point across the aisle and say, look how crazy you are. Yeah. At least our nut jobs believe in fucking climate change. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? I think that the way I look at religion is that any religion, when a young, when a religion is young, it's always extreme. Sure. All, I mean, look at Christianity. Look what Christianity did over the course of the years. Look at QAnon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the only way you get followers. <laughs> yeah. Look at Marilyn Manson and Ozzy Osbourne. You know what I mean? <laughs> you got to do some wild shit. You got to do some to wild shit. Get, get attention. Attention. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I don't have a I don't have a problem with like um, I don't even have a problem with the with the idea behind black supremacy as a sort of counterbalance to the white supremacy that has been entrenched in America for so long. I don't love seeing online racism against white people. And I don't love the, which to me feels like a brain dead take of I'm going to shit on white people constantly yeah. as my brand. And if anyone calls me on it, I'm going to say, I can't be racist against white people because what you're talking about is systemic racism. The people who conflate systemic racism with prejudice... Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, black people can't be racist because uh, they don't have systemic power. What I'm doing is called prejudice. And you're like, okay, well, stop doing the prejudice. No. Yeah. Right? It's, it's like annoying as a white person, I would say, to witness that constantly online. Yeah. But in the grand scheme of things, that's all it is. Yes. It's annoying. Yes. It's inconvenient. It hurts my feelies, <laughs> but it doesn't affect my life one little bit. Yes. And, and, um, and I think that there are way bigger issues. It's, it's semantic. But 
I mean, in 50 years, when white people are enslaved by our black overlords, <laughs> maybe we should address it, right? But for the time being, I, it couldn't be the last thing on my list of concerns when there are so many fucking huge economic things that are affecting everyone. Yes, yeah. I agree. And also, at the same time, and this is something I talk about in stand-up sometimes, and it usually goes over pretty well, but it, it does have, at the and in its basis, a semi-racist creed, which is like, I was a athlete in high school. I talked. I I did this bit, which is a, such a dicey bit. I yeah, I know you hate this, but I talk about transgender athletes in high school, uh-huh. right? And I talk about this news report of this female athlete who's winning, 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 and all of a sudden there are trans athletes that she's competing with, and she was losing. Sure. And I was like, that's not fair, you know? Like I I ran track in high school. I don't think you should have transracial sports. Every time I lined up in the blocks, I looked over and saw this chiseled black dude with his balls hanging out of his shorts. I'm like, oh, I'm coming forth again. And I talk about being <laughs> yeah. a kicker on the football team because black people are better athletes. Let's just admit that I know we're all woke and shit, but they're just better fucking athletes sure. than, than, than white people. That is something that that has in its nice, that is, there's something, I don't know if that's racist or whatever it is. It's also hard to fucking deny. It, you look at the NFL, like it's not just because black people have more access to football it's like they there is something genetically superior and 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 black muscle well i would say that specifically black people in america having gone through the institution of slavery they were in in essence like survival of the fittest do you you realize jimmy the greek said this in an interview when he was drunk at a restaurant one time and he got fired immediately for saying that like 30 years ago he was like a big sports guy Jimmy the Greek, and he said, oh, you know, because the slaves, they were bred to be strong, and duh, now they got the, they're so fast and strong, and they were like, you're fired, bro. That's fucking crazy. And now people look at that and go, ah, well. Well, I, I don't think, it, to me, it it's all about, when you talk about race stuff, it's really important to look at how you're applying it yeah. and what you're saying, right? Like, People a lot of times cite the the IQ tests. Yes. People, people this is like one of the big fucking controversies. Cause like Joe Rogan had him on. What's his fucking name? I'm trying to remember. Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. But he's the he's the race science guy. He's a white guy? He's a white guy. Who who He's a white scientist and he does things like he takes IQ tests across the board from all different races. And then he points at it, and he's like, "Look, look, Asians are the highest, and white people, average. and mm. then and then white supremacists use that data." And they, well, here's the first thing: the only people who ever cite race IQ statistics are white supremacists. Of course, it just is what it is. The only time someone just randomly brings that up in a bar is they've got some weird point about how maybe <laughs> uh, we should stop integration of black and Latino people. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's like I uh, there's these things like descriptive claims and then like normative claims or prescriptive claims yeah. where people will say a bunch of random facts about how white people are and how black people are averagely and then they'll just leave it open and they'll be like I'm not saying I'm not we saying should do this or this I'm just saying these specific uh, suspiciously laid out facts that would lead any normal person to the same conclusion that is like horrible racist holocaust. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So how come there's been no black number one chess player in the world? I'm just saying. What's that about? Exactly. It's like maybe uh, I don't know. Uh, Maybe we should stop affirmative action because black people don't play chess as much. You know what I mean? (laughs) And and uh, God, it just makes me so mad. On the chess front, well, uh, sidebar, pin this. Right, right. I'll keep, come back to keep it. Keep on So I do want. So, for example, chess queen's gambit. She beats the number one player in the fucking world, right? Right. Now, the highest my belief that a female has ever gotten on chess wise is number seven in the world, right? Yeah. Do you believe? Pretty that, impressive. Which is impressive. Yeah. But after her, I think the next woman, the highest it got was like 55 or 60 or something like sure. that. So I guess my question is, do you believe that is just a question of the opportunity afforded to women? Or do you think that men's brains and women's brains are are genetically engineered in such a way that it makes sense for men to be better at it? Or is it just a question of practice and exposure to the, to the game? Hmm. That one is very complicated. And I have seen some chess ma- grandmasters kind of get asked it as a mm-hmm. tricky political question, and they they also kind of resort back to it's complicated. Yeah, because on the one hand, are women exposed to chess at the same rate in the same way as men are? No, are they given the same resources? Not really. Do they have the same interest in playing chess that men have? Probably not. When they get into the chess world, are they competing against almost exclusively men? Are there a whole bunch of social boundaries and social obstacles that they have to overcome on top of playing chess? Yes. All of that is true. I, I haven't looked at the mathematics of it. I would also say that like men and women's brains are different, uh, to an extent. In terms of certain things, like I've heard, like men are better at like parallel parking, or like they have better like spatial awareness or something. Yes. Then women are better at a whole myriad of things. Yes. So there could be something specifically about the chess field that is uh, uh, prefers the male brain, but I have no idea. That's yeah. a claim based on absolutely nothing except, uh, you know. That I guess in a hundred years we will see, but I think that this incredibly talented female chess player is proof that a woman could become a super GM. Yeah, if uh, the resources were pointed in that direction. Yes, maybe Queen's Gambit, even though it is a fictional piece, will inspire will the inspire. next great female super GM. Yes, only time will tell. So, what were you going to say before I went on that tangent? Uh, it's it is um. Oh, I was just saying about the the IQ tests yeah. that these fucking white supremacists are always citing. And they love to cite it because they're like, how can I be white supremacist <laughs> if I'm admitting that Asian people are smarter than white people? <laughs> Checkmate, you motherfucker. I can't be racist against my own people. Yeah. I love Asian people. Let the Asian people and since blah, 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 blah. But, but, horrible thing about minorities. Yeah. <laughs> Even the uh, person who conducted the IQ test said that the differences in the averages of IQ were minimal based on this study, which everyone's only mostly racist people cite, but it was done a long time ago. And there's a whole bunch of factors that go into things like IQ. Yeah, there's a lot of social factors. Like, if you go to Whole Foods and you're buying organic, like, what? You know, there's a lot of stuff that's, like, geared towards white people. Food, nutrition, uh, 
social upbringing, exposure to certain things. Yes. They did a test in a part of Africa where they measured the IQ of people over a span of time when they were out of poverty and being well-fed and being exposed to like education and stuff. And people's IQ rates were rising at an incredible rate. Yes. So for people to act like it's uh, just cut and dry yeah. universal law of the land mm -hmm. is, is kind of bullshit to me. But yeah. also the person who administered this test even admitted, he was like, this is not the type of thing that is different enough. This is more like the upper and lower extremes, right? Yeah. This is not proof of anything. Especially like if someone walks in for a job interview, you should absolutely hire them mm -hmm. if they are qualified and ready for the job because the differences are uh, minimal. I probably didn't explain that that well. Yeah. But ultimately, he just said that, I mean, it's kind of suspicious that, I don't know why I'm saying suspicious, but he, uh, Charles Murray, that's his fucking name. Okay. And he was on the Rogan podcast. It's interesting that Rogan would Rogan. have him. Well, it's the type of thing. Do you know the uh, the intellectual dark web? The IDW. The IDW. It's <laughs> the type of thing. Uh, what's his fucking name? Smart brain surgeon guy. Neuro. Smart, who, he's part of the Sam IDW. Sam Harris. Sam, Sam Harris, Harris had multiple conversations with Charles Murray. Okay. And then people went on and debated him about whether he should have done it. And if he's yeah. saying that these ideas are... Well, too dangerous to be discussed. Well, that also brings up another interesting point because we do live in a country where the idea that opinions and ideas should be expressed is is tantamount to our democracy, right? I agree. And that is an interesting thing that is happening now where a the lot censorship. of- censorship. Uh, there is some- and I, and I think it's, it's disingenuous as a liberal to deny that there is censorship going on. And, <sighs> and something inherent in the censorship is this idea of like, look, people are stupid, so we can't let people make up their mind. Look at the Capitol uprising showed that if you let dumb people make up their mind about what they see, they're going to act in bad faith. So we can't allow them access to dumb shit. To me, uh, this one is tricky because that is the fallout. The fallout of the Capitol uprising is what do we do in terms of media and information? Because the Capitol uprising was a fucking disaster and we want to make sure nothing like that happens again. Yes. What is the solution? I wish it were as simple as people online are just stumbling across certain things that make them ask certain questions and arrive at conclusions that have them storming the Capitol. But it's really not that. There are manipulative, dishonest agents mm -hmm. on the internet who are using Twitter parlor youtube to radicalize these people yes. for their own agenda so that they can gain power yes and that's what's scary and i do think we should put a stop to that somehow because it has nothing to do with like innocent people having innocent conversations it's like oh these people are nazis and they are clearly have an agenda that is in my opinion anti-american and if we are tolerant of everyone and let everyone do everything then we're going to end up with no country in some type of creepy yes. fascist dystopia. And part of that is also created because of the the AI protocols of the social media is just going to give you more of the same shit the that you looked at. The most extreme shit ever. Yeah. The AI protocols need to be investigated. Like people like this Tristan guy from The Social Dilemma, he made some excellent points yeah. about how there's literally a supercomputer 
feeding you brain fast food yes. of the most inflammatory, addictive content. Yeah. They need to be held accountable. And if you go, because I, I at one point started looking at the QAnon shit because it's funny. And it's interesting. Like, it is what funny. are people? It was called the fall of the cabal. Is all these, and it just got like every episode got more and more ridiculous until it was like JFK Jr. is still alive. He's going to show up at the rally and uh, uh, reveal himself. And yes, and you're like, what the fuck? It just got crazier, crazier. But like, you then I started getting bombarded with all this fucking like, and oh, I was yeah. like, no. So then I just went back to my jujitsu videos and puppy videos so I wouldn't get fucking bombarded you by. Eventually it. got out of it. Well, I, I removed autoplay from YouTube so it wouldn't just keep feeding me the same fucking shit. Wow. And I took off all my notifications. I did the stuff they talk about in social dilemmas so that I wasn't being sort of instantly and automatically fed shit that I didn't want. Like I want to be able to look at something just to fucking check it out because it's funny or interesting and then not keep looking at it. But if you're someone who isn't aware of that, you're going to, it's pretty easy to be radicalized. It's so easy to be radicalized, especially if you're already a Trump supporter yeah. and are predisposed to believe negative things about Democrats Yeah. or you don't trust the government. Maybe you like, maybe you watch Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. It could be that easy. Maybe you yeah. watch Joe Rogan. Maybe you've watched a couple of Jordan Peterson videos. Maybe you have an aunt who likes QAnon stuff on Facebook. Yeah. How easy would it be to just click on two videos out of curiosity when you're drunk with your buddies one night? Yes. Now you're true. just getting fed this content, and it's a it's a spiral. This this woman, and I'm wondering if I can find she she DM'd me. She's on uh, Instagram. She follows me on Instagram. And she DM'd me, and she's like a normal, she's a musician, she's a young girl, she seems like a normal person. And she DM'd me something about, um, like, to the effect of, have you seen all this pedophile stuff happening in Hollywood? Yeah. Like, are you, like, don't get caught up in that shit in Hollywood while the pedophile shit. And I was, and it was weird because she seemed like she was in Canada, Mm. but looking down at America, she is hearing, and I don't think she's Republican, she was just, there is this belief, if you're not here, that Hollywood is a hotbed for pedophiles. It kind of is. And it kind of is, but it's also not like, not in, in this pervasive way that you walk out to Trader and Joe's fucking, and someone's like, hey, you want to fuck this kid? Yeah. I mean, that was a joke I, I talked about where I said, uh, I said something like, um, what did I say? Th- this, this, uh, oh, I did that stupid joke where I go, I talked about the word retard. I know you can't say retard anymore. The proper term is Trump supporter. Mm-hmm. And you say it in Vegas, it's like, what? Because people are on both sides. I go, guys, sure. just so you know. I go, it's just a joke, but if I say that in Hollywood, I body surf out of the crowd mm-hmm. on a sea of liberals, and we go to a party in the Hollywood Hills with a bunch of woke pedophiles, right. and then and then everyone go, we go to the party with a bunch of woke, and everyone fucking laughs, because yeah. all these people from ah, all around America- Both sides. But it made me realize, like, oh, they all think that, or it's all in their head that Hollywood it's is just pedophiles. And the distrust of the government is universal, mm-hmm. and the- belief that powerful people are doing fucked up things and maybe there's pedophilia around that we're unaware of these are in the social sphere in the collective unconscious and it goes across party lines because i think the republicans believe where the pedophiles are all the liberals and statistically that might be more so i don't know maybe there are more liberal pedophiles technically than there are republican pedophiles but it's not like a pedophile is a pedophile like sure. you're a pedophile yeah if you're a republican pedophile you're just going to fucking curse your penis a lot more 
because you're Christian or whatever the fuck it is. I mean, I would consider all the Catholic pedophiles to be right-wing pedophiles. Yes, exactly. Well, of course. Of course. Yeah, it's no? a perfect example. They never seem to remember that <laughs> side of it. Yeah. They invented the pedophile. Yeah. It was a priest that was the original pedophile. They were the OGs of the pedophile world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Religion is the biggest causer of pedophilia. Religion and cults. Oh, yeah. A lot more than... Uh, and and uh, childhood TV. Yes. <laughs> and it is something that you can't take too lightly because if you... There there was a, a exhibit at the Getty Museum about sex trafficking and human trafficking. Yeesh. And I was like, oh, let me look at this interesting exhibit. And it was something like... 8,000 people are are trafficked out of harbors in LA every day. Mm. <laughs> You're like, wait, what? Dude, when you, it's it's too dark. It's too dark for me to engage with sometimes, but yeah. it is fucked up. And I think that a lot of this QAnon shit, it starts with that. It starts with people finding out facts about pedophilia in America, uh -huh. which I think is like incredibly traumatizing. Yeah. Like when you... You look at some of the FBI statistics or you read some of the stories about this type of shit of like yeah. young people being taken advantage of and horrible things being done to them. That will really, it will really fuck your brain up. And I think when you're in that type of hyper emotional sensitive state, you're so angry, you want to yes. solve problems. And, and you're, if yes. someone feeds you easy solutions that you'd be like oh you want to fix this this is what yeah. you can do I, i'm not surprised that it caught because on. the republican brain usually is a little bit more right angles law and order right and wrong yes sure. no you have your family you protect your family and if there's this weird sort of like nebulous incursion into the family structure mm. by by pedophiles and people who don't believe in god or religion it's fucking scary if you're in that mindset yeah and if you want to be really freaked out go on your computer wherever you are and type in meganslaw.com because it mm. shows you people who have uh, sex crimes against them in your neighborhood. Have you done this before? No. Dude, particularly in West Hollywood, if we were to go right now and go to the computer type in megaslaw.com, it shows all the people who are registered sex offenders. It looks like a herpes outbreak. Oh, my They're God. They're fucking everywhere. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's fucking nuts. <laughs> Fuck. This world is world this world. So you said the, up, the upshot of the cat. So what do you think is going to be... What do you think is going to happen? What do you well, think? Well, a bunch of good things are happening. One, the Republican Party, it might just be. They might have to next, change. I mean, this the optics are so so bad. So bad. It's almost like civil rights with with uh, black people getting like attacked by dogs and fire hose. I mean, that's yeah. one of the major turning points for that movement. And they're bad from the perspective of law-abiding Republicans. Yes, like. People like in your family, perhaps, yes. see that picture of our nation's capital. It looks like motherfucking White House down. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Olympus has fallen. Yeah. There's fires. There's flags. There's Confederate memorabilia. There's people wearing Nazi shit. Like, what did you see? The one It was something like six million was not enough on this shirt. Oh, God. Yeah, there's all sorts of people like that rallying and so this is where capitalism comes in yeah because every single business and corporation is pulling their support for the republican party yeah they are pulling their funding and their contributions from like mcconnell all the normal 
uh, Republican senators, anyone who had anything to do with this. Yeah. And I was, I was kind of, this made me mad because all the names that were coming out, I was like, they were doing what? Hallmark of Hallmark movie fame. Yeah. They were donating to a bunch of... Of course they were. All these fucking They're companies. the most like Christmas family love Christianity. Sure, but not anymore. They're like, whoa, whoa. We do not want to be associated with this. And because of things like this, at the end of the day, money is the only thing that is going to make Republicans get off their ass and turn against the, what I'm going to call, fascist yes. wing of the party at this point. Yes. But even if Republicans like McConnell and them vote against impeachment which they have to do in order to keep the money coming in. Yes. They are going to be abandoned by the lunatic right. So I want to talk about the impeachment in the 25th Amendment. First first of all, Mike Pence obviously can't invoke the 25th Amendment. He just no. won't, he won't do it. He can't do it. No. That's just like it doesn't, posturing. It, uh, it's po- probably posturing. It doesn't really make sense. Yes, and I think they know that. But the impeachment is obviously going full full steam ahead. Do you, now, I, I at first I was kind of like, okay, he's in for a week. Like, what's the point of the impeachment? And I didn't realize that and this may be true or not, but they some told me that the real reason to do impeachment is if he is impeached, he can't run in 2024. That's the reason why they're doing it. Not to not because they're so worried what he's going to do in a week, but because if he is impeached, he is ineligible for 2024. That's the fear. That is reason one. Reason two. This is reason two is petty. Reason two is you lose the money, you lose the Secret Service, you lose all the benefits oh, post presidency. Yes. Oh wow. Reason three is to set a precedent that an American president can never do anything like this without consequences. And I agree with that. Yeah, for sure. Um, and even if he gets impeached but isn't, because being impeached isn't the same thing as being kicked out of office, if he gets impeached without being kicked off, um, it still is a scary... It, it still does... He is the first president ever to be impeached twice. Yeah. And um, I guess that can have some... Po- I mean, you know, the only thing I, I always think... I, I think the the two sides are, are closer closer aligned than most people like to think, and I think that what's going to result is gen, Republicans looking for every fucking opportunity to impeach they can find. The second there's any corruption that comes up, up impeach, sure, up, impeach, sure, up. it's going to be like every time there's a president, there's going to be an impeachment process, or at least the thought of it. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, let's look at previous impeachments real quick. And let's compare the seriousness <laughs> of the crime committed to what Trump yeah, did. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just know Clinton, but who was it before Clinton? Nixon got Nixon impeached. Got impeached, yeah. And because he, he was spying on the opposition and then lied about it. Yeah. Which is like Bill Belichick. Come on, big it's deal. It's like Bill Belichick. Yeah. Very serious at the time. Looking back with the context of these last four years, yeah. laughable. Yeah. Why did Bill Clinton get impeached? Oh, he lied about getting a blowjob. Yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> that would be probably the least significant event of the Trump presidency. Of course. And the way that they spun it, by the way, to make it look like it was a national security concern, he got a blowjob in the Oval Office. The Oval Office. This girl could have taken his fucking microchip and started a world war because oh, no, of the blowjob. Oh, no, not the Oval Office. Yeah, if it was Meanwhile, anywhere else... We have radical terrorist motherfuckers <laughs> wielding weapons and Confederate flags, not American flags, by the way, Confederate flags, an enemy of our nation historically. Yes. yes. In Nancy Pelosi's office with her computer up with national emails <laughs> on them. 
stealing letters, sealed letters from her office and taking photos. Was that photos true or is that just a rumor? Yes, that is true because they, I saw the photos. They, they showed the actual letter? They took letters out of her office because her desk was just sitting there. They were completely Which unprepared. Which is fucking bizarre. So if we want to talk about national security risks. Oh my God. Holy fuck. This yeah. is as bad as it gets. Yeah. I will say this. I have not heard any, again, I don't, I don't, I, I have my one Republican podcast to listen to just to, just to hear a different sure, take. Sure, sure. It's not a crime. I, I don't hear, I don't hear any Republicans defending what happened. You couldn't, you couldn't possibly defend it. Yeah. And I also, I also don't know how I feel about, look. Mitch, I've never liked Mitch McConnell. I've never liked Lindsey Graham. I've always fucking hated them. I always thought they were McConnell's like McConnell's an absolute bastard. But I also think, like at the end of the day, they are talent. They are politicians. They are politicians for their side, and they are ta- whatever you say about he is a talented politician. And politicians are all fucking pieces of garbage. Mitch they are. McConnell, Kamala, yeah. Kamala Harris is a fucking piece of garbage. Let's not pretend like she's all of a sudden she's got something. To- she she stole the story about f- falling out of her crib and say I wanted freedom, which is. She's stolen from a Martin Luther King story. It's sure. like she's a lying fucking sack of shit. That, I mean, yeah. She, but she's a talented. But she's a politician. That's she's what politicians politician. do. They yeah. lie about shit. So Mitch McConnell, like everyone's like, well, he's condemning it, but fuck, it's too late now. But also, like, you gotta give people, the Republicans, a little bit of credit for for disowning this shit. You can't do just say that's bullshit. You're lying. Credit? Fuck you. Go to jail. Do we have to give them credit not for credit. not wanting to be attached <laughs> to the aggressive, violent raid of the Capitol and okay, me, murder I'll of put, a I'll, police I'll this, officer? I'll, I'll rephrase that. Put it this way. There is a, oh, a push. Oh, good for them. <laughs> Whoa, what an American hero Mitch McConnell is. For I'll put not, it this way. There yeah. is a push by some Democrats who believe that everyone who who was on the Trump team should be indicted. Hmm? I Everyone think- who has supported him up until like four months ago should be indicted because they are complicit in this attack on the Capitol. I, I don't know if I believe that's that. That's unrealistic. Uh, that, what I do kind of agree with is everyone who was aggressively championing the idea that our election was fraudulent and yes. stolen, like Ted Cruz, people yeah. who even after the attack on the Capitol voted against the um, certification of the election, Yeah, I think they should be thrown out. Yeah, People like the House member who was a avid Trump supporter and actively tweeting about Speaker Pelosi's whereabouts while the raid was happening. Was this Josh Howley? No, he should be fucking indicted though. Fuck him. Yeah, oh for sure. Um, yeah, no. Do you think a, that any of these guys, like someone like Josh Hawley, do you think that they were aware that the Capitol was going to be attacked? Do you think that any of these high-ranking officials in Congress were actually aware this was going to happen, that the it was going to be breached, or do you think they just thought it was uh, hard to optics? say? Hard to say. Because for I, I they were planning this thing pretty out in the open. So if you had been on Parler or one of these right-wing think tanks, you probably knew something like this was going to happen. Yeah, I don't know if they specifically did. Yeah. I didn't because I'm because not involved in that. I thought this thing, again, when I think about politics, I think everyone's just trying to do optics. They're all just trying to create, they're all just trying to posture, pretend like something. Like, I always thought that Trump was trying to create this idea that the election was stolen to, to fulminate the crowd, to get them excited for his reelection in 2024. That's what I thought. I didn't think, so I almost think that the people around Trump thought, okay, yeah, let's let's fucking gin this up so people get excited. So in four years, I'll vote for Trump. And I think Trump just kept fucking going. He kept going full hog. Like, yeah, I think this was just a big stop. mistake by him. 
Absolutely. And I think a big accident. I don't think he ever thought this out. No. I think he was just riding the wave of anger and self-acknowledgement, people applauding him and, and all that and shit. And I think he loved the idea that he didn't have to take any credit for the loss. He loved the idea that he never had to publicly acknowledge yes. any bad thing that has ever happened to him. He yes. doesn't have to take He never lost anything. The personal responsibility crowd has been crickets for the last five days. Yeah. <laughs> they have been blaming everyone in sight except themselves. Yeah. And it is always... I, I, this is something that I hear by some internet commentators with a shockingly high degree of accuracy. Anything the Republicans are accusing Democrats of are what they are doing. Everything is projection. Yes. And it's probably true... In the reverse, to some extent. To some extent, but yes. In my, and I mean, I'm biased, but in my opinion, not the same amount. No. And all these people who are like both party, both sides, as I'm, oh, both sides are responsible for not helping us during this corona. Why did none of the relief shit get passed? Because they're Republicans. That's the only reason. It's not even close. You can go and look at the votes. You can yes. go and look at the bills that were suggested, well, the and you can look at the Democrats who are in now and exactly what the fuck is going to happen within two months of them getting in. Yes, yes. But Anyways. don't you think there was also something political in the fact that Nancy Pelosi did want to stop? Wasn't there some movement to, to stop a relief package before the election so that Trump wouldn't look like a fucking hero? Probably. Yeah. I mean, everyone plays politics, right? Everyone plays politics. Fair enough. But I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. In in terms of like right before the election, that's probably pretty true. And that's good politics too. That's good politics. You don't want him to look it like a fucking hero right before the people go to the polls. What about the shoving Amy Coney Barrett through? But here's the other thing. All the Republicans claiming for unity, oh, we we have to forget this happened and unify. <laughs> no, the fuck we don't. Oh, they're saying unity now. <laughs> unity now? Where was unity five days ago? We've yeah. been clamoring for unity after the election. But what... But didn't you but, but, but I will also say this, but also before the attack, I mean, Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham also opposed that the election was fraudulent. They I, did. I, I don't think to most, their credit. Yeah. To, okay. To their credit. Most Republicans were like, it's a fraudulent election. I think that was a very small portion. And, Even and Ted Cruz me- plays played fast and loose with the rules because he was like a big debater. So he just was like, I'm just bringing up the possibility of systemic issues with voting. You know, blah, blah, blah. There's also a video of him the day of the raid oh, really? on a truck screaming about <laughs> how they're stealing it. You know why? We gotta because rise up. Ted Cruz wants to be the next Donald Trump. Yeah. But he's too much of a... Fu- he went to Princeton. I fucking heard bingo. stories about it. He's bingo, a bingo. fucking dork. He doesn't have the charisma so that'll never nah, happen. he fucking sucks. Yeah. Um, and he ain't can- hot either. No, he's got to be. Yeah, he ain't even Republican hot. <laughs> no, he's not. He grew that <laughs> Donald beard. Donald Trump is Republican hot. Yeah, he's Republican hot. And Donald, back in the day, he was a fucking good-looking dude. Back in yeah. the '80s, Trump was fucking crushing it. He's crushing it in the rich douche look yeah. category. Yeah, for sure. In the uh, parties with Epstein category. Yeah, and Ted Cruz is like, I'm going to grow a beard. I'm going to be the guy. I'm going to be the next Trump. He's oh like, No, God. you're a fucking Ted dork. Ted Cruz is a weirdo. Hopefully, he's done now. Anyway, oh, I fucking hope so. Anything else? Any other comments you have to make about this, Tommy? We've been talking for a long time. Yeah, we have. Is there anything else that just fucking sit? Oh, we could talk about the army hammer. <laughs> <laughs> the army hammer thing. Yeah. That's a nice distraction from it all. It made me like Tommy army hammer more. I'll just say that. My one thought, uh, my last thing on the politics, is that these cries for unity 
ring so incredibly fucking false yes with everything that has just happened yes and also i would say if the democrats give into that even one little bit and i know biden will then they're fools because we have no obligation to unify with fascists if you want unity come over to our side that's how i feel about it we'll see what happens so there's going to be one party there's only going to be one party <laughs> it's no. going to be great there's going to be the- you know what's going to happen with trump he's banned from all- you know who's going to fucking take him up myspace all their probably all their probably go back to myspace who the fuck knows what'll happen i hope i hope we can all chill i hope that Biden and Bernie get together and pass a whole bunch of FDR-like economic stimulus Mm -hmm. stuff and healthcare for people. Mm -hmm. And I hope that the effects of those policies are so beneficial and so popular that people are like, oh, actually, maybe this is a good thing. Yes. But the right-wing media will never allow that to happen. I I hope they do that. I also hope that there is a little bit of a lesson from some Republicans, which is open shit up. Just open, enough, enough. Open it up. People die. Open it up. Be safe. Be responsible. Open shit up. Even Cuomo. <laughs> even Cuomo is like, you can't do this any longer. We gotta fucking open. It's like no shit. How yeah. interesting that you're saying that now. You know. Hopefully Newsom will like fucking yeah. hop on board too. Hopefully. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Army Hammer sexting. <laughs> he sexted that he wants to eat her like a cannibal. Is that? I think that's kind of fucking hot. Yeah. But then, but then people believe. He's better at sexing than I am. Oh my god, yeah. And but then people go, but wait, no, he's at, he. It's not just metaphorical. I want to eat your brain. Like he literally is like talking about recipes for cooking flesh and shit. I mean, I don't know. I haven't read them, but it sounds like people what? are actually suspecting he's literally a cannibal. Oh, big fucking eye roll! Come on, <laughs> come on. We're going to tie into the that Hollywood is- pedophile thing and adrenochrome and all that shit. I mean, I wouldn't put it past him in this year of all years, yeah. and I'm including this current day as part of 2020, the year yeah. that will never end. <laughs> it's just 2020 from now on, Yeah. by the way. Yeah, that's, that's how he opened. I was like, hey guys, like, we're here, we're in, 2020's over, let's celebrate. And they were like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, 2021 is a lot fucking worse, but hey, just because one shitty <laughs> bad thing's over doesn't mean we can't celebrate. Oh um, man, Army Hammer, I'm terrible at sexting. I didn't never even try it. I don't even like dirty talking because I just uh, well uh, don't do it anymore because it's going to be used against you in a court of law now. I agree. I don't text anything that I wouldn't be comfortable screenshotted and sent to someone. Yeah, I mean, I have a girlfriend now, so I like feel a certain degree of security. But in you guys that. break up bad. She's like, look what he wrote. I mean, you never know, right? Yeah, don't ever. It's sex. scary. Like we could talk about it in person later. I definitely don't send nudes. No dick pics. No more. But I sent news back in the day. Back in the day. When no it came one knew. out. No one knew what life was going to be like. Yeah, if someone's like, oh, you, he sent me a dick pic in 2009. I'm like, come on, it's 2009. Yeah. They were hot on the scene. They were hot on the scene. Can't hold against it. And by the way, not a bad dick pic I took. I think I only took one. I was like, oh, I'm keeping yeah. with this. Ah, in the Obama years? <laughs> yeah, it was the Obama years. Well, shit, Tommy. Things used to be better. Maybe they'll be better again. I hope so. I think we got to dismantle all social media. That's the only way it'll happen. Yeah, that would be a good start. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for listening for this long, free willing ADD conversation.